Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. My favorite thing about the GameTime app is just how easy it is to use. With only a few taps, you can save loads of money, especially when you're taking your whole family to the game. Well, now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app create an account, then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code and expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love to win. You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, Ted Wynn, getting ready to break down the Raiders' playoff odds as uh, they have... uh, and still not been mathematically eliminated. We thought they were buried and dead after that loss to the Jaguars, and and now we sit here and say, man, uh, how how much better shape would they be in had they beaten them? But we'll get into all that. Um, uh, the Raiders winners down in L.A. 24-17, uh, final game in Carson, and, uh, and and the Raiders finally got a win down there in L.A. First time in a long time. Yeah, it's quite a day, man. The uh, Raider fans came in full force. I'd say it's probably about 80-20 Raider fans. Uh, the players definitely uh, appreciated it and kind of fed off of that. And, uh, you know, the Chargers are not very good, and obviously they weren't playing for much. And probably Phil Rivers' last game was a Charger. Last game here is at the uh, formerly known as StubHub Center. But, um, yeah, strange day. And they kind of uh, almost went wire to, pretty much went wire to wire. I mean, so let's get right into what exactly needs to happen for the Raiders to make the playoffs. It, it came into the day, kind of everyone was talking about the, the 10 games. It's now down to, to nine games. The Browns losing basically that, 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 that you know, their week six, uh, week 17 game doesn't really matter. Maybe a half a percentage point or whatnot, but it did. It actually, that doesn't matter a whole lot. Um, so th- we have the five results that, that went down today that went all in the Raiders favor. Of course, they had to beat the chargers. They needed the Ravens to beat the Browns, the jets to beat the Steelers, the saints to beat the Titans and the Colts to beat the Panthers. All of those happened. And so now we enter week 17, the Raiders, of course, the most important thing, they have to go and beat the Broncos on the road, which we'll get into how difficult that still is going to be. Then they'll need the Ravens to beat the Steelers, which would drop the Steelers to 8-8. Eight and eight. They need the Texans to beat the Titans. That would drop them, uh, the Titans, to 8-8. Eight and eight. And they need the Colts, who are eliminated from the playoffs, but they need them to win to get up to 8-8, eight and eight, which uh, would force a four-team tie which would then be able to filter out the Texans and create a three-team tie between the Raiders, Steelers, and Colts. And if those results all happen, it's highly likely the Raiders would win based on the strength of victory tiebreaker. It'd be about 97% chance, according to 538. Um, there are a few different weird things that could happen, uh, games that could could alter the strength of victory, but... Um, if those four results happen, very likely the uh, the Raiders are going to go to the playoffs. Um, 
still uh, still long odds to obviously get those four results. But here we are in week 17. Uh, we're talking about what needs to happen for the Raiders to go to the playoffs. Yeah, and that, in and of itself, Gruden said it's a big deal. Like, they made strides. It's only the third time in the last 17 years they've been alive uh, during week 17. They obviously clinched in 2016. And then 2011, they believe they lost at home. They had a chance to win the division. They lost at home to the Chargers. So only three times in 17 years have they been alive at this point. So that's pretty uh, pretty amazing stat. So it makes you kind of think and wonder where the what kind of position the Raiders would be in if they actually finished the Jaguars game and finished that game out with a win. I think we were talking a little bit about it before the podcast. Uh, what were you saying, Jimmy? If the Raiders won that Jaguars game, then they would only need one game. So, you, so what it would they would still then need uh, the Texans to beat the Titans next week um, because if the Titans got to nine and seven and and the Raiders were at nine and seven and it was just a two way tie, um, then uh, then the Raiders would lose that tiebreaker in a two way tie, and and on and actually still if if the and if the Steelers also won. Um, you know, and you had a three-way tie at nine and seven. I think the Raiders would still lose that three-way tie to the the Texans, the whole or to to the Titans, excuse me. So the whole thing is really based on um, needing the Colts to get in there into the four-way tie because then the way it works is, in a four-way tie, the first thing you do is you filter out um, so that there can only be one team per division. So you go through the divisional tiebreakers and in that divisional tiebreaker, um, at that point, the Colts would be ahead of the Titans and the, thus knock the Titans out. And that that's because that's the problematic team for the Raiders. They cannot beat the the, the Titans in a tiebreaker. So um, yeah, it, it would it would change it a little bit, um, you know, make, make it a, a little bit easier. You wouldn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily need uh need the Steelers to lose, but um, hey, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I don't think any of us expected this team to even have any kind of permutations where they could still be alive. So um, it uh, it's, it's unbelievable to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at the games that they need help with, they need the Ravens to beat the Steelers, but the problem is the Ravens might be sitting there. That's like a bye. Yeah, they might be sitting their starters in that game. Uh, but the Steelers' quarterback situation is kind of in flux right now. I mean, there's a chance Paxton Lynch might start the game. Uh, and really? RG th- wow. I, I, might, I might go back to Mason Rudolph. but um, Well, Rudolph got hurt today. He left the game with an injury. So mm-hmm. they started Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges today. He got He was terrible, and he got replaced. And then Rudolph got hurt after playing pretty well. Um, and then, so they went back to Hodges and, and so, yeah, it, and he's, I mean, he was, he was pretty awful today. Um, and, you know, James Conner got hurt. Marquise Pouncey got hurt. Um, so they are, uh, they're certainly dealing with, uh, so, some injuries themselves. So it's not like a full strength Steelers team is going to be taking on a, a potentially, um, you know, resting, uh, Ravens team. So I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. So, RG3 could make some magic happen. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, and then so in the other, if you look at the other games, then uh, you know you need the the Colts to win. Um, the Colts will be playing the Jaguars. Um, you know, I, you know, it's it's a game with two teams. You, know, you, you you can never quite 
map out how things are going to go when you have two teams that have nothing to play for. Uh, I mean, the Colts are guess playing for an eight and eight record, but they know they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, and then Houston needing to beat Tennessee. Houston has already clinched the uh, the AFC South, but um, they I, I'm not sure what what the uh, the tiebreaker situation would go if they can still move up from the fourth seed to the three seed or whatnot. So I mean, they might be playing for a little bit of seeding, but I don't think. I don't think they have a sh- they don't have a shot at the uh, first round bye, um, and they already have a, a home playoff game locked up. So, you know how how long will they go with their starters? That's that's where it gets crazy. Is that you know you've got you're relying on games where those teams, um, you know, some of those teams don't necessarily need uh, need to win. How about this for a, a spin? How about regardless of what happens next week, today's win was important uh, for this team because they were, had lost four in a row. They got some confidence back. Definitely showed some signs of things they're looking forward to for next season. So let's, how about if, the, if they say they lose next week or whatever, or if they win, don't make the playoffs, that at least getting off the schneid was enough to kind of make the season back on the success kind of track. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's here. here's what I, I mean. Is this team making the playoffs? How important is that? I, I mean, this team is is they still have a ways to go. I think to really be a contender. I mean, making the playoffs would be fun. I mean, you this team doesn't make the playoffs very often. So I mean, you would you would celebrate. It's a it's um, a whole new season. Every whole that that's what they say. You know, it's a brand yeah. new season. Everybody yeah. starts from scratch. What's it's your a reward? A trip to Kansas. Game. What's your reward? A trip to Kansas City to probably play in the snow. Or I mean, so it's you know Man. how much of a yeah you're okay crushing I mean, dreams. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it does it build momentum for the offseason? I don't know, because how, how many, how much turnover is there going to be? We've seen how much turnover there's been under John Gruden and how many of these guys. I mean, obviously, they have more of a young core now that, um, you know, guys that you expect to be part of this going forward. So, I mean, I think just for the young guys, getting a chance to experience a full season where every game actually meant something even if some games were played as if they didn't mean anything, um, it's it's good growth. It, it's it's a good learning lesson just for these guys to feel what it's like going into week seventeen. Um, you know, even if they know it's kind of not really in their hands, they are going to probably compartmentalize it and go into Sunday's game saying, "Hey, man, let's win and see if we can get into the playoffs." Yeah, and I think you know it just gives. John Gruden a little bit more credibility uh, if they're, you know, maybe if they go eight and eight, even if they don't make the playoffs, it's a good step from especially what happened last year. And it gives this regime a little bit of credibility moving forward. I don't know how much that really means to the team or free agency or, you know, what whatever, but it does give the, t- you know, give a little evidence that this team is moving in the right direction. Maybe Gruden does know what he's doing. Uh, so I think, you know, being eight, eight and eight would be nice at the end of the season. I mean, they played a Chargers team, which their defense was healthy, so it was top 10 defense. They came in without, you know, Trent Brown, Josh Jacobs, Richard Incognito. Um, I was I was pretty impressed. I think that DeAndre Washington ran the ball well. Derek Carr was 26 of 30. Hunter Renfro, big-time target in third down. So I think there's enough positives there that kind of, kind of carry over more than, say, coming off the last four games where everyone was on the dumps and all the fans were turning on Carr, and it was pretty ugly. So now at least... Derek Carr had a big touchdown run today. Gruden gave him a lot of props for that, and that's kind of what they want to see more out of him. So just focusing on the positives today, I thought that regardless of what happens with the playoff chase, I thought there was enough there that, that, that kind of meant something you know, to this team. 
Yeah, I mean, if they had gone from that six and four start to finishing six and ten, I mean, that's it's just it, the the fountain of negativity that would have followed them into the off season would uh, would be pretty tough. I mean, eh, you know, you all we all know. I mean, even even if they win next week and get into the playoffs, there's still going to be an off season of rumors around Derek Carr. But if they had lost the final six games and finished six and ten, it would be just you know really that much worse. And so, um, yeah, I mean it. it it really validates that that they are building something here because I mean I think we can all look at this roster. I mean Gruden is telling us every time we talk to him that that uh, they still have a lot of work to do, um, and we can I mean I I look at the roster and I, I would agree with that. And if that team has been able to kind of finagle its way into playoff contention in Week 17, I mean that's that is pretty impressive and does show that the coaching staff um, maybe still was was still with plenty of flaws, but it, it is you know, accomplishing some things here. Yeah, Carl was in a much better mood after the game. He said, that, hey, let's be real. He said, no one thought we were playing for the playoffs in Week 17. So at the beginning of the year, people thought this team was going to be pretty bad. And they actually, you know, had some peaks and valleys. But at least they're coming out of the, the last valley. And uh, a little bit of pride. And I thought a lot of guys stepped up. So there are a lot of injuries today. But um, guys that uh, surprised me, that kind of made plays. Like Will Compton made plays. And Nevin Lawson played really well today. And I kind of came out of nowhere. So... I mean, uh, I was surprised by some of the things I saw today. Yeah, I was gonna. You know, Trayvon Mullen had another strong game. I thought he had he he got beat a little bit, but I mean, that's what happens when you go against a guy like Keenan Allen. But he also he got beat by his own got beat by his own guys. Jesus, his own guys Curtis Ryan, yeah. come on, yeah. I mean, I saw an update that said he was back in Oakland with his teammates. So I was wondering if you knew anything more about it, Vic. Yeah, it's weird that he flew back. So I think they left here maybe a couple hours ago. So I think he went to the hospital, had his neck checked out. Uh, John Green thought the signs were positive. Don't want to get too many details, but it seems like he was checked out okay if he was able to fly home with his team. Yeah, that injury looked very similar to uh, you know the one suffered by Gary on Conley back. What was that week one? I think, and he he didn't miss a game. So um, you know we'll see um, we'll see how Mullen is going forward. Um, and I don't think the Raiders even even with game for playoff contention. I don't think they're going to rush anybody out there that isn't healthy. But um, let, let's talk about a guy that did return to the lineup and, and return to the lineup in a huge way. Hunter Renfro, I, I couldn't believe this. Uh, the first 100-yard game of his life. Yeah, he said he had a bunch of 90s in high school and college. Never got over the hump till today. So he was pretty happy about that. And definitely was one of the stars in the locker room at the game ball. And, you know, teammates love just to um, you look at him, you don't see, you know, the typical football player. He's only 5'10", buck 85, but he's a battler. He's tough. Came back from broken ribs and, you know, caught five third down passes today and the one he broke for a long touchdown. So, uh, big game for another rookie. These rookies keep coming up big. Yeah, and he's just, he's a good type of receiver for Derek Carr, who, you know, wants to hit those uh, patterns with timing. And it helps when you have Renfro, who you, you could trust to be in the right spot when he needs to be, uh, you know, obviously that slant, he did a good job breaking away at the top of the route. And there's plenty of examples of him settling in the zone. It just makes Carr's job a lot easier, especially against a, a team that plays a lot of zone defense uh, like the Chargers. So, yeah, good to see him back and get his first 100-yard game. That's a really unbelievable stat. Yeah, seven catches, 107 yards for him. Obviously, the 56-yard touchdown that got the the scoring started. Um, you know, a solid day for Tyrell Williams. You know, four catches, 82 yards, caught every ball thrown his way um they didn't didn't go to him a ton but uh he, he was able to pick up some some big catches and, and i mean for a guy that has had you know an admittedly pretty disappointing season um good to see a positive contribution for him 
he had that uh, 143 yard catch that was pretty big. Yeah, they have to move the ball around a little bit. Uh, Darren Waller has asked to block more today than he has in uh, recent weeks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Washington, I thought, looked really good, both uh, running and catching the ball. So, uh, had some big runs in the second half. So, uh, yeah, the offense is pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Williams looked like he ran a little bit better than he has in the last few games. Uh, He looked like he was able to separate a little bit. Looked like he just ran a little more comfortably. And, um, yeah, Darren Waller didn't have a huge game receiving, but he did beat a double coverage. We had him on uh, the podcast uh, during the week, and he said one of the things he saw a lot was, you know, people playing cloud coverage to the side with a corner on the outside and safety on the top. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was funny that he, he discussed that, and uh, he was actually able to beat that in the game uh, when Carr kind of underthrew him a little bit. Let's talk about the defense. you got to give the defense some credit in this one, um, especially the – I mean, they did not let Melvin Gordon do anything. Uh, the Chargers finished with nine, with 19 total rushing yards on 16 carries. Uh, for for Gordon, it was nine carries, 15 yards. Austin Eckler, who's had such a good year, um, you know, he he did did a good job uh, catching the ball, five catches, 58 yards, but um, you know, only uh, four carries, 11 yards. Uh, uh, nice to see that the uh, the defense was able to come up big and uh, you know what. Not not really forcing turnovers, but uh, they they limited the Chargers, especially on the ground. Yeah, Max Crosby said that was a big focus this week. The, the run they got gashed for uh, 130 yards. First time they played the Chargers, so definitely a big focus in practice from uh, Gunther. And he was happy with the job they did against the run, and only had one sack, but they had some pressure throughout the game. I thought, um, and I mentioned Will Compton. I thought he played well. I thought he flew. He made he missed a couple tackles, but uh, he made a lot and he flew around. And I thought he definitely made a, you know, an impression. Yeah, the defensive line played really well today. I thought Max Crosby did a really good job against the run. Farrell's always pretty good against the run. Morrow made an impact. He had that big tackle for loss. Um, and, and they did a good job open field tackling today. They did miss a couple, but it, it's hard to tackle Aaron Eckler in open field. I thought for the most part they did a, uh, did a pretty solid job of open field tackling today. I thought that was a big key. Gruden, obviously, too. Talked about the uh, the injuries. Uh, kind of one of his first topics that uh, you know, you know he's happy that they're playing for a playoff spot next week, but he's got to get with the trainer and see who's available. Um, we mentioned uh, Trayvon Mullen, but two other DBs went down. Lamarcus Joyner, uh, Nick Nelson, knee injury for for him. Uh, what Joyner was what a calf, right? A calf, right? And it seemed like um, I'm not sure which of the three he thought was the most serious, but he pretty much screwed and pretty much said afterwards. Isaiah Johnson will be called on next week. Finally, he'll have to play because they've they've lost some bodies. Yeah, and and Worley also played a little bit of safety, like they uh, they mentioned. I thought he was also a good. He he did well against the run too. Had some solid tackles uh, in the backfield of safety. Yeah, and uh, you know they, they made some changes on the offensive line, right? Uh, with David Sharp ended up coming in at one point for uh, for Brandon Parker. Was that a, an injury thing or just? Uh, a, a move to get a little more effective uh, blocking in there. Yeah, I think it was healthy. I think it was just a, um, you know, a benching pretty much. I think they gave up three sacks early on. Parker did not look very good at the start. And then uh, Sharp came in, I think, late second half, and they held him without a sack the rest of the way. I talked to Colton Miller about it. He said that both uh, Sharp did a great job, and he gave Denzel a good lot of credit for uh, he was killing people inside. And um, Miller got beat for one sack by Joey Bosa, but he mentioned that Bosa's got just uh, – crazy hips and he kind of uh didn't give him enough credit for his flexibility so um but again he shut him down second half and i think that was a big factor they kept 
Derek clean in the second half. Yeah, and does this kind of end the? You think this kind of ends the Brandon Parker experiment with the Raiders, and maybe they move forward as sharp as their kind of flex tackle? Yeah, I didn't understand why um, Parker had passed up Sharp. I asked Gruden and, and a bunch of guys about it last few weeks. I thought Sharp was clearly better. I know he was hurt, but he was healthy the last few weeks. I think they really were trying to give Parker a second shot. He was third-round pick last year, and I think they really want to hopefully that you know, they said he came on in practice and they're trying to build him up a little bit. But uh, based on today, I think you really got to stay. Sharp's a good deal better than Brandon Parker. So I think at some point you got to realize that, you know, it wasn't – uh, the best round pick, and he kind of got to move on. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like I mean, they he was their guy, you know, he was Tom Cable's guy, obviously. That was you know, guy that he he really wanted, so they kind of had to make him a thing. But you know, he at some point you can't just you can't just say he's your he's your guy and you want to put him in there. So, all right, let's um, you know, we will not have a, a podcast later on this week, um, uh, you know, Christmas, all the. Everything going on, uh, going to be a busy week as we get ready for week 16, week 17, I mean. Um, so let's talk a little bit about next Sunday's game, um, you know, quickly turning our attention there. I mean, it's it's Denver, it's late in the year, uh, I've got an early forecast of 49 degrees, so it's at least above that, uh, we'll see if that changes throughout the week, but at least is above that uh, that 45 degrees. Uh, uh, degree mark that uh that seems to give Carr the most trouble so i, I don't know what do you guys think that is just, so funny that you know like there's a threshold there's a, it's a threshold, threshold man. for Carr. yeah hey, man. what's he dip 40, below? 45 I mean, degrees he's yeah 46 he's great 45 watch out <laughs> but it's hard to ignore because the stats are there that you know that his play does dip so much but i mean so if all the stars align and the raiders do have a chance to make the playoffs, and they have to beat the Broncos. It makes it a better story if Carr can get that monkey off his back and win in sub forty-five degree weather, possibly. So you just want to, you want everything out there. You want him to like just everything. exercise every every exercise every demon possible. Yeah, or or this narrative just becomes part of his career forever if he can't do it. Let me ask you this: You guys think you uh, do you dust off uh, Josh Jacobs, throw him back out there? If he could play, I, I think if, if you have a chance at the playoffs, yeah. But I mean, if I guess if you know the games don't go your way, then maybe you you do sim for the for this last game. Well, I think they flexed all the games, I believe. So now you yeah. really won't know. They're all the same time, so oh, I think okay. you can't use that to, to make your your judgment. I think um, yeah, we mentioned last week. I think Josh took the week off like he previously did. So I think maybe that extra week off gives him enough time to get back ready. So yeah, I do think he'll play if he can't go and. Definitely give the Raiders a better chance to win. I think there is like a small possibility that they could be eliminated before kickoff based on, you know, like all there's all those there's those games like I mentioned, you know, if Miami wins, if Detroit, you know, loses and, you know, the Bears lose and all that. If all those kind of happen where the Raiders could already know that they're not going to be able to have the strength of victory advantage, but that's going to be like too much math to fit in anybody's heads to, to really be able to figure out. So, I mean, you're going to go into the game kind of thinking that you've got a, got a chance. I mean, I, I think if they play him, they would probably still keep him on, on somewhat of a pitch count. I mean, I, I just, I don't see Gruden the way he's kind of set the tone this year. Um, always keep trying to keep expectations uh, tame. I don't see him, in a mode where he's just going to go like 
risk it, you know, risk too much just trying to chase you know, a, a random wild card spot when he knows that this this isn't where he wants his team to be. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he wants to, I mean, he's got a vision of taking this team to, to, to a contender range where they're going to the playoffs with a chance to do some damage in there. And I mean, let's be honest, if this team makes it, it'd, it'd be a fun story, but they're not in position to do some damage. So I think if, if you can get him out there, keep him on a pitch count and be encouraged that DeAndre Washington had a pretty nice game for you and see if he can do it again. The, the Broncos won their last three out of four games. So this is you know not going to be, they, they're a much improved team from the, the week one matchup for sure. I was going to say, how about Derek Carr not reaching out for the pylon today on the touchdown run? I'm sure Raider fans had a heart attack watching that play. Yeah, well, luckily he wasn't uh, wasn't at risk of getting hit. He was able, to, he had he had a clear path to uh, to the pylon. Yeah, that was <laughs> there had to be some flashbacks as he was running t- running toward the end zone. Also, he he mentioned that he had some thoughts on the pylon. He didn't want to he didn't want to say it out loud because Gruden was listening, but definitely was in his head like don't don't do this again. Just kind of like it turned like. Yeah, kind of hit that fourth gear and got in on the corner. So, uh, yeah, it was a nice moment for him. He definitely threw the ball in the stands. And, again, the fans were all Raider fans, and they were fired up. So it was definitely a nice moment after what happened last week for him. Yeah, talk about the the difference. You, you're booed off the field by the fans at your official home stadium, and then you uh, have this kind of a greeting and widely accepted and cheered and all that at uh, on technically on the road. But, uh, I, 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 I do feel bad for you. I mean, I was reading some of the postgame comments from Philip Rivers, and you can tell he's he's pretty frustrated having to deal with that as your home crowd. I mean, it's, it, as cool as it is for the Raiders, you got to think about how, just how depressing and disappointing that is if you're, if you're the Chargers having to... I mean, they deal with that largely every week, um, but not to the degree of when the Raiders come down there. Yeah, Rivers had to call timeout. Couldn't hear the play call that fourth down play in the, in the third quarter, I think, and uh, had to call timeout. And his, his home field, he couldn't hear the play call, which is pretty crazy after that, you know, already had been booed coming onto the field. So, um, yeah, it was just definitely, definitely a strange three years for uh, for Chargers fans, the Chargers team uh, here in L.A. at this uh, at the soccer stadium. I don't know how much better it's going to be at, uh, at the new stadium. A lot more seats, so I don't know. It could be a little quieter. Who knows? Yeah. All right, prediction time, guys. Um, what do you got? We uh, we kind of told you when we all predicted the Raiders to lose this yeah, it was game. A lot. That it, pro- it probably meant that they were going to win. So uh, what do we got next week in Denver? Yeah, Raider fans are already begging me to pick the uh, Broncos on Twitter. I, I saw some fans like, please pick the Broncos. I'm like, all right. So I'll pick the Broncos. I'll pick the Broncos to win 27-24. Uh, to 24. All right, Ted. I, I'm going to pick the Broncos, too. Let's keep the tradition going. Broncos win 20-17. Yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go that way, too. I mean, that's I honestly kind of think that is. I do, if I were, I'm not doing this just to to help you guys out and pick against some... <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't ever actually make our picks based on that. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the Broncos are favorites in that game for a reason. I think... Uh, I think I saw the opening line is, is somewhere around five. Um, so uh, I mean, the Bron- like like Ted mentioned, the Broncos have been playing pretty well lately. Um, you know, and it's 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 a tough game for the Raiders to go in, even with uh, all of these. Oh, look! If this happens, they can make the playoffs. So um, I'll go, I'll go Denver twenty three, Raiders twenty one, twenty three twenty one. All right. 
It's locked in. Locked in for you guys. Uh, so you can thank us next week. I know some people were thanking us already this week for uh, for securing this win for them. But I, yeah, they're, they're still – what, what do you think the split is going to be? Are people going to be, like, just over the moon excited that this team, if they made the playoffs, if all this crazy stuff happens and they do? Or do you think teams are going to be like, oh, now we're getting, uh, you know – Oh, a worse draft pick, and at where, where do you think Raider fans are going to be at going going through this week? I can't predict their behavior. I think a lot of them uh, dislike Carr enough where they're probably rooting against him. I think that's kind of sad. But uh, so maybe they want him to actually win. Like you said, go to the playoffs, go to KC, and get killed in KC. Maybe that makes them happy. So I think Raider fans are they're a diverse and crazy bunch. But you gotta believe. Hopefully, most of them are, are rooting for the playoffs. It's always fun. It's always exciting to have. Um, you know, these guys have worked hard all year. It'll be a nice reward for them to uh, to get through some adversity. Yeah, I think you know, I I, I want to believe most fans would be rooting for the playoffs. I'm sure there's some more cynical fans uh, that want better draft position over this. But I mean, they already beat the Chargers, so you might as well go all the way and and try to make the playoffs. Yeah, where I mean, what I think is a good thing about this game is that it's it sets up you know a nice test for. For Derek Carr. I mean, if, if we're talking about this year is so huge in terms of evaluation, I mean, going into a Week 17 game against a, a mediocre Broncos team where you need to win to have a chance to make the playoffs, I mean, those are the kind of kinds of games that franchise quarterbacks win. Um, that quarterbacks you want to be a part of your future and that you want to have leading you to multiple playoff appearances down the road. Um, so if if he goes to Denver in a Week 17 game and, you know, in the cold and whatnot and, again, struggles, I think that's, that's important data for your evaluation of Carr if you're Gruden and Mayak. So um, it, it is a pretty big week, I think, for Derek. I mean, this is, uh, you know, even if you don't get all the other results you need to make the playoffs – he needs to go play well um, to kind of prove where where he's at in his uh, maturation and where he's at. Uh, um, you know, we we know he has not been able to overcome going into Arrowhead. Um, going into Denver is not nearly as daunting, but still, he's only won there once, and that was a game where the offense was terrible. And uh, Khalil Mack had the five sacks that won him the game. You know, he did play pretty well there in uh, that 2018 game. Was like 29 to 32, but. Uh, they lost. Um, you know, he's had some some pretty bad stat lines. He had a game where he completed only twelve of twenty nine passes. Um, so it's 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 big for him to kind of get rid of that narrative and show that he can go win on the road in the division and uh, in some of the tougher environments. So uh, a good evaluation tool, I think, for the Raiders and for Gruden this week. Yeah, it's a, it's a big game. Big game. All right, guys. Well, uh, we want to wish everybody uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that. Uh, enjoy this week. Like we mentioned, we will not have a show for you later on this week. Uh, we'll take a little extra time to spend with our families and, and hope you guys do as well. And uh, we'll talk to you again next Sunday when the Raiders take on the Denver Broncos. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.